This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Everyone, and welcome to another episode of Center Stage. I am your host, John Henson, and with me today is Richard James, uh, founder of the Partners Club. Richard, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks, John. Appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm I'm coming to you from the east coast of my world. I'm I'm kind of bi-coastal right now. I I normally live in the sunny skies of Arizona, but I'm uh, as in our adult children have left the nest. My wife and I are chasing them around the country. Uh, so I'm in some temporary digs here, and I appreciate your patience with me and my uh, lack of beautiful lighting and everything else. But I think I think this is going to be a great call today. Yeah, no, I think you look great. Um, so you are the founder of the Partners Club. Um, talk to me a little bit about what that is and, and how, how that helps attorneys out there. Yeah, so it really goes back to how did this whole thing get started and why? Uh, and really, it, it started with me helping an attorney uh, who was struggling to build a law firm that supported his lifestyle. He, he couldn't get home in time for dinner, couldn't get uh, a, a night or a weekend off and never took a vacation, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, he found me and we started working together. And we built that firm from him and I sharing a desk. Uh, and, and built a brand new firm uh, in zero dollars in gross revenues to three and a half million dollars in gross sales in just under a couple of years, like two and a half years. And so um, that's a great story. But the real story was that he got his freedom. He was able to get home in time for dinner. He took his first vacation. And then, of course, that led to referrals, right? Another guy said, hey, will you help me? And hey, will you help me? And so, okay, I started a consulting business. And, and so that was great for a number of years. But what I found is I couldn't get movement for a vast majority of our members. And so I, I ended up launching something called Partners Club. I actually read a book called Change or Die by Alan Deutschman. And that book kind of outlined this idea that there are three things that are required for you to make real meaningful change, uh, even if your life depended on it. Like the question is, why do people not change if their life depended on it? And the book laid out this process. And so the process was you need a leader who's running the same race. You need peers who you can run alongside of and share stories with. And then you need regular doses of activity. And that's why I bore Partners Club. It really inspired me to go, okay, how can I do that? So I build my business the way that I teach my, my clients to build their business. I put them together in small groups, peer groups, so they can learn from one another, both virtually and in person, still in this crazy day and age of COVID. Um, and, and we also um, have regular doses of activity. So either daily on the queue or weekly in their small group meetings, they're taking action on their business and moving it forward. And so that's what I set out to do for, for lawyers, because there just wasn't a place like that. And, and it, it really evolved from me being an okay consultant coach one-on-one -on -one, and now turned it into a really powerful platform where peers really hold each other accountable. Awesome. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, we've attended a couple of your partners club events in the past. We've worked with some of your attorney clients. They're, they're great to work with. And so in the, you know, your sphere of marketing and business development, helping attorneys, what is the biggest mistake that, uh, that a lot of attorneys seem to make? Yeah, so the biggest mistake attorneys make uh, is that they think the fix to their problems is more leads. 
so in my experience, where the vast majority of my members um, really make a difference in their practice is they take the leads they're already getting and they do a better job of converting them. And so the things that you and your firm do are wonderful, uh, building reputation and building lead generation organically and really getting, letting people get to know who they are and making the phone ring in a way that brings in meaningful clients. However, not every one of those clients sets an appointment when they call in for the first time. Um, not every one of those prospects show up to the appointment that they set. Um, when they do show up, not every one of them retain the firm. And so when I built the firm in Phoenix, the number one secret I brought to it was that firm was relying on just the clients that it got. So anybody who called in and set an appointment, anybody that set an appointment that showed, and anybody that showed that hired, that's all they got. I focused on, no, 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 okay, let's pay attention to the ones who didn't set an appointment. Let's pay attention to the ones who didn't show and pay attention to the ones who didn't retain the firm. And by the time I was done building that firm, when I was at the end of that, that $3.5 million in sales, 60% of the sales generated came from people who originally said no. So saying that differently, had I not focused on the people who didn't set an appointment, didn't show and didn't retain the firm in the first initial appointment, the business would have been 40% of the size that it was. Because I did focus on those things, the firm was able to grow without adding a tremendous amount of extra investment into marketing and advertising. But because it grew, it also created a a whirlwind of profitability for us to be able to invest in additional marketing and advertising, right? So it's a machine that feeds upon itself. That's the number one mistake. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and one of the things that we try to tell attorneys, you know, is, you know, we see a lot of them like, you know, spending all this money on marketing campaign after marketing campaign. And once a campaign ends, they have this pile of leads that they then just don't do anything with. You know, and, it, and at that point, to your point, it's not, you know, go to the next marketing campaign and try to get more leads. It's keep nurturing those other leads along. And so, you know, in your experience, what are some of the best ways that, you know, attorneys can continue to nurture those leads along without having to spend thousands of dollars on a new marketing campaign to try to generate more leads? So I call it the five senses of communication. So first of all, I need to back up just a second, make sure we're on the same page. So yeah. um, my definition of a system, so I believe you need systems in your law firm. So Absolutely. I say that systems run your law firm and people run your systems, right? Well, what's a system? Well, one of the rules of system creation is that we have to harvest every single piece of information about every single piece every single time. In this particular system, we're talking about lead generation and lead conversion. When we generate leads, it's so important that we harvest every single piece of information about every single lead every single time. And what I mean by that is we can't just be okay with getting their first name and their email address. I mean, we can do that on a lead, but after we reach out to them and we talk to them, we need to make sure we expand on that information. So we need to get their last name. We need to make sure we get their email address and the email address they don't share with everybody else, right? Because we all know everybody's got two email addresses, one that everybody, all the junk mail goes to and one that everything else goes to. We right. need to make sure we get their physical address and we need to make sure we get their cell phone number. And we need to do that as quickly as possible because once I have those pieces of information, well, now I can communicate with them via email. 
which is great, but only 17.5% on average of emails are actually opened. Uh, then I can communicate with them via direct mail, much more likely to get that package open if it comes from a law firm. And yes, I know there are some practice areas that get really sketchy about communicating with direct mail because maybe like family law, they have spouse issues or they won't have a spouse safe address. You can solve that problem, and we do. Um, you, you can communicate with them via text message. You can communicate with them via like voice drops and things that will go slide dial right to their voicemail. But most important, the number one most important tool is the phone. It's the most underutilized, old-fashioned tool that law firms seem to miss. I did, I would say of the leads I converted, of those 60% of those leads I converted in that law firm that I built, 90% of them came because somebody got on the phone and called those leads. So I have to have their phone number. And it, and it is just, there's no other way to do it. Yeah, it's harder to get people on the phone these days. Yeah, there's more scam notices on cell phones. Yeah, nobody answers their phone. They like to text. I get all of the excuses, but still pound for pound, ounce for ounce, investment per investment. If you want to return on investment on your leads, pick up the phone and call them. And no, the attorney shouldn't do that. They should invest in somebody to do that for them. Yes. And it's not an expense. It's an investment. That's the number one piece of advice I can give attorneys. If they, if they took nothing else from our call today, all they did is go back for the last year and called all of their leads that didn't set an appointment, didn't show and didn't retain their firm, they will get new clients tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and, and to your point, and one of the things that I see a lot and hear a lot from attorneys is they they have shiny new object syndrome where there's this new marketing thing that comes out or this new way of communicating that comes out and they just kind of abandon everything that's been working before. You know, to your point, you know, phone calls, you know, people kind of have the same feeling about emails now. You know, it's all about, you know, trying to get in front on search engine, engines or, you know, maybe even the, the texting or whatever. But, you know, we've seen that like stuff that has worked in the past has done so well. There you are. You're still there with me. Um, you know, everything that we've seen in the past that has worked still works. And, and there's no reason to abandon that moving forward. Yeah, you know, so by the way, um, the attorneys aren't the only ones who suffer from shiny uh, new, you know, thing syndrome, because right. I, I struggle with it just like everybody else. Like, I like what's cool. I, I always want to try something new. I'm always attracted to what else is going on. And, and I don't have a problem with testing new lead sources. As a matter of fact, once you have a machine built that convert the unconverted leads, that is such a powerful platform to build from because now you can test something shiny, but, but you can't do that without first having the foundational systems in place to ensure we're converting at the highest possible levels. And um, we have to ensure that we have at least two or three solid, good, well producing oil wells. One of, the, one of the things I find attorneys talk to me all about is they'll have an oil well or two and they'll say, hey, I generated more profit this month than I did the month before. Congratulations. Okay, so it worked. Great. Well, now I want to go try this new thing. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And, you know, you've built the machine in place. But here's the thing. The first question I ask them is, well, hey, have you tried increasing your spend in the thing you're already doing that's working. 
Like, can I invest more money in pay-per-click? Can I invest more money with spotlight branding? Can I invest more money uh, in, in Google, um, you know, SEO? Can I invest more money in television or radio or direct mail? Like, can I do something else in the mediums that's already working, right? When we, when we talk about marketing, there, I learned this from Dan Kennedy years ago. There's three parts to it. There's market, message, media, match, right? We have to have the right market. We have to know who our market is and talk to our market. We have to use the right message, so the right copy, the right ad, and we have to use the right media. Well, once you figure something out that you've, attacked, you've done those three things, and by the way, it's really hard to figure those three things out and how they work together. Once you've figured it out, I want to go as deep on that as I possibly can because the most expensive lead source to figure out is the new lead source, right? Yeah. So let's let's keep going until we stop getting a return. Now, again, none of that works unless I have that machine I talked about to convert the unconverted leads, which is why I sound like a broken record. I mean, right. my wife is in the other room and I promise you she's going like this. Oh my gosh, if I hear this one more time, right? Because I mean, Maria has heard this for you know 15 years now and I've been saying the same thing. But the reality is, is not every attorney's in their place to hear this right now. But somebody listening to your or watching your podcast is ready to hear this message today. Today's the day. They're finally going, man, I just don't understand why. And it's like, okay, that's it. We need to convert the leads we got better. It's one of your clients who you've done a good job of generating them their leads and they're just sitting there on the floor and they don't realize that what they need to do is convert the leads that you've already generated for them, right? So right. somebody that's listening to this today is ready for this message. I don't know who it is. And I also know that this message has fallen on deaf ears for other people because they're just not ready yet. Yeah. Or maybe they have that in place and they're looking for something else that they're struggling with in their practice. But anyway, that's my soapbox. Right. So you mentioned, you know, that attorneys need, you know, two or three foundational pieces for that system. What do, what are those pieces look like? What, you know, what specifically should they have as a foundation? Well, so, you know, I, I think that all law firms, so this isn't the first place I start, but I'm going to say it because I think it's important. I think all law firms need a behind the scenes hum that exists. So, you know, the big boys do it with billboards and TV ads, and they're spending investing millions of dollars. And there is a place for those things in marketing as your law firm grows. But one of the fastest ways to ensure that you have a constant hum in your practice is to have this background noise of social media and what's going on in the internet. It's the most cost-effective and fastest ways for you to accomplish that goal. Then you need these oil wells. So the oil wells, again, we need message, media, market, and we need them to match. So we need to make sure we have a message. So let's take right now, I don't know when this is gonna go live, but we're probably gonna be somewhere in tax season. The number one thing that's on everybody's mind uh, from now until April 15th is taxes, right? It's on all of our minds. And many of their clients, it's on their minds too. And H&R Block and TurboTax, they're already doing a great job of advertising on our behalf. If it wasn't on our mind, they're making sure it's on our mind. Well. Let's enter the conversation that's already going on in their head. If they've got a legal issue of some way, we can let them know that we can help them by tying together some offer that has to do with taxes, tax refund, tax preparation, or what have you. It's a great time of year for you to build a message that's going on already inside the client's mind. Now, match that with 
the correct market. So we want to make sure if, you know, if your law firm serves primarily single moms with two kids between the age of, not the kids, but the mom is between the age of 35 and 45, well then, okay, that's who we want to make sure we're using a media that attracts to them. Now, um, and so how do we do it? Well, you know, it's just about figuring out which one works best. It's practice, practice area by practice area. It's geo-specific by geo-specific. But predominantly, we want to try to get our message in front of a market that's already searching. So they're hungry, right? So whether that's in search on Google or if that's a direct mail list that we purchase that we can mail to because we know they already have this problem in their life. Um, those are a couple of the easiest and fastest ways to start to build an oil well because we know these people already have a problem. When you advertise on places like TV, radio, and billboards, not that there's anything wrong with them done correctly and measured accurately, when you start there, you, you, you're doing what we call mass media. We're not target marketing, right? right? So we're putting a big message out there hoping to cast a wide net and catching some of the fish. And there are places for that marketing, and I love that as a tool. But when I'm getting started, uh, most law firms, what I want them to do is focus on target marketing um, that can be measured and can be identified if it works and it gets a good, solid return on investment. Awesome. So kind of last question here before we wrap up, when it comes to figuring out that target, you know, let's say that there's attorneys out there who, you know, you ask them who their target market is and they just say, anyone in my city. Well, your answer is probably there's no way that's the case. You know, what sort, where, where do you start to drill down to start finding that ideal client? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, it reminds me of a story Dan Kennedy told me years ago. I talk about Dan a lot. He, he's still, I'm still a, a member of his private client group and he's my mentor. Um, and so he told, when I had this similar question for him, he told me the story about his client who said the same thing. And Dan said, well, no, it's not everybody. It's got to be somebody. You need to go into your files and figure it out. And the guy said, well, all right, I'll go into my files. And so he comes back the next month and he says, hey, I, I went into my files and guess what I found out? Dan said, what? He said, my number one client, by the way, the, the, the niche that the guy was in was, was a Christian dating service. Okay? okay, It was a Christian dating service. His number one client was a long haul trucker. A long haul trucker was his number one. He didn't know that because he never looked, right? right? So he went back and he found out that long haul truckers was his number one avatar. So what did he do? He went and made sure he advertised in every long haul truck stop there is in America. He made sure he went into the trade journals and the trade magazines and he got on the podcast. And the, the story ends that his client value went up, his, his, his ROI on his lead sources went up. And so I would tell attorneys, you already have this data. You know, if you've been in practice for three years or 30 years, you can go back to your client data. And most of you harvest all of the information you need to harvest to be able to know what's going on with these folks. You just have to put a little bit of sweat equity, have somebody in your office go, go in and harvest the data out of the files and you can find a common thread that exists amongst your clients. That's the first place to start, your, your client files. If you don't have any client files and you're new or you're, you really, you don't know, I, I can't imagine a world where they don't have any. But let's assume you're starting from scratch. Well, start tomorrow. 
Start building that database tomorrow, being conscious about it. But I, I promise you, if you go back to your files, you'll start to identify who your target market is, and that'll help you understand which media is used best. But again, if I'm starting, I'm not worried so much about saying, hey, I'm gonna, I wanna use this radio station because it targets my target market better. What I really wanna do is I wanna go buy a list of people who already have the problems that my, my, my firm solves, like a direct mail list, and I wanna use Google search and Facebook search and things of that nature to try to put an ad out in front of those people that have that problem. Uh, and, and then what I want to do is I want to craft a message that speaks to my, my target market, right? So I'm more, more concerned about having a message that resonates with my target market because if my, my, my avatar is a single mom with two kids and she's between the ages of 35 and 45, I'm going to speak to her much differently than if my avatar was 62 and a half and moving towards retirement. Or if my avatar was under 23 because they get it, they're getting DUIs or whatever it is, right? right. So I'm going to speak to them differently based on what's going on in their life. And that's why I want to have that, that, that avatar. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, this has been awesome. Tons of great info. So we'll kind of wrap it up here. You kind of already mentioned it earlier, but it's probably great to reiterate. You know, if you had one piece of advice to give the attorneys out there, what would it be? Um, so one piece of advice, you know, it's a trick question, but the answer is measure everything, measure everything, start to understand what's going on in your firm, harvest every single piece of data about every single lead, every single time, measure how many leads come in, how many sets, how many shows, how many hires, measure everything. Once you start to measure everything, it will become infinitely clear to you what it is you need to do to fix in your firm. So many firms come to me and say, boy, Rich, I don't have any money. I just need more money. And I say, what's the problem? And they say, I just need more leads or I just need more clients. And once I, once we put those numbers on paper and we start asking questions, well, okay, how many of the leads that you have convert to appointments? How many of the appointments you have actually show? How many of those who show actually retain the firm? Once we start asking those questions, we can become very intelligent about where we should focus. And I'll warn attorneys, it sounds like such a simple thing to do. What I hear from most of my clients over the years is at first they didn't believe me because it sounded too simple and they love complicated answers. Right. But I promise you this simple answer is the solution to your firm. Yep. Totally agree. Awesome. So yeah, just uh, before we go, if anyone out there is interested in the Partners Club, let them know how they can get in touch with you and you know if they're interested in working with you. Yeah, so fastest way is just go to the richardjames.com. That's the richardjames.com. Uh, there's a free there's free books on there. Grab one of the copies of the free books if you've never grabbed one before. There's other free resources like videos and whatnot. Start into our funnel. Remember, we do what we teach you to do, and we teach you to do what we do. So I promise you, if you start into our funnel, uh, we're going to reach out to you. We're going to show you how to convert unconverted leads. We'll start a conversation and see if we're the right fit for each other. I tend to repel more than I attract. Uh, and, and I'm okay with that yeah. uh, because I'm, I, my, my mentor taught me years ago that in order to be uh, powerful for the few, you have to be willing to repel the many. Uh, and so if, you're, if we're not for you, that's okay. If we are for you, we'd love to start a conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone out there for uh, listening and checking us out um, wherever you're getting your podcast or watching us on YouTube. Uh, continue to rate and review us wherever you're seeing or listening to this. 
And uh, yeah, that's going to do it uh, this week for Center Stage. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.